there, girl. Today, we are talking about how your relationship with food and body and yourself affects your relationships. That's right. It is the month of love here in the States, and Valentine's is right around the corner. And I really want to dive into how loving yourself and being in an unhealthy relationship with your body and your food truly affects your relationship with others. Let's go. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Today we're gonna talk about a juicy topic Actually, it can be juicy, but it might be a topic that you find yourself in. It might be a topic that you find yourself dealing with because the truth of the matter is your relationship with food is a direct reflection of your relationship to life. And I also believe that your relationship with food and your body and yourself impacts your relationship with others so drastically. And so today I really want to focus on maybe you have been struggling in some of your relationships and it just feels toxic. It feels exhausting. You're unsure of where to navigate next. I've been there and honestly, it is so depleting when you're struggling with food struggles, and you have challenges around how you're feeling about yourself, it really can be so exhausting to add in an extra layer, like a spouse, or a marriage, or a boyfriend, or dating, or kids, or moms, or friends. It can be extremely exhausting, believe me. So I'm going to share a little bit about a story of a girl. Actually, that girl is me. And if you're new to my podcast, I share all the time about stories in my life. Really, the intent here is to be able to shed some love and some light in your direction. I truly hope that this blesses you today. And I want to be honest in everything that I put out to the world. Because my stories, I truly believe, have an impact on the future generation and you. If you're here, you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. And God's placed on my heart to continue to show up week after week and bring you content and bring you topics that are true and tested and proven, just like recovery in my own life and the mountains and the years spent in a toxic relationship with myself. So in college, when I was dealing with truly the biggest part of my eating disorder, I broke up with a boyfriend that I was head over heels in love with. I truly thought I was going to marry him. 
and we had been together for a very long time, he had known me before my eating disorder and he knew me through my eating disorder and he truly did all that I feel like in his heart he could do to try to help save me. And while I don't feel like there was anything that he could have done any differently, I do have some personal regrets and how I showed up to that relationship. But I think the, the hardest thing there was that I broke up with him and I felt like I was having to choose between him and that relationship or choose between the relationship I had with the secret that I had. And that was that I controlled every ounce of food that I allowed myself to consume. And I overexercised constantly and I just wanted to be alone. I had this constant desire to self-isolate and to be alone. And that was far from my personality. And today it's really truly far from my current personality too. It's just not in my nature to want to always be alone. And so I look back on that time and I think, wow, this is another example of how isolation is a huge part of this awful illness and how we don't even realize how we're hurting others around us when we're so consumed by it. So maybe you're wondering today if you have a strained relationship, and it can be with anyone, not just a significant other, that how is your relationship with yourself and food and body contributing to that dynamic? And one of the most insane facts is that eating disorders are truly selfish diseases. And so the person that is in them, i.e., you know, me in that time, and maybe you now, was feeling like the punishment that I was doing was just to myself, that it didn't impact anyone else around me. So I look back now, I know that that was another lie that I was believing. I truly felt as though I wasn't doing anything to him that was impacting his life negatively. And that was just not the case. I mean, the true sufferer is everyone that is impacted and around and surrounded with the unhealthy behaviors, whether they even know that they're there or not. And what do I mean about that is that I had so many beliefs about myself during the time. I had so many instances where I just wanted to be by myself. I felt like he didn't understand. I felt like we argued constantly because I was constantly trying to defend my position. I was constantly trying to defend why I didn't want to do certain things. And I just wasn't freely open about the fact that I was being controlled and I felt like I had to control my life in some aspect. And so that trauma literally bled into my relationship. And ultimately it consumed it. And ultimately we called things off and I have regrets there. I love my husband now. I'm so blessed that I was able to experience my relationship with my husband who I've been with for almost 15 years. But there are times in my life where I go, gosh, like I truly didn't love myself during that time. And therefore, I wasn't able to love someone the way that they deserved to be loved. And maybe that's you. And again, maybe it's not a spouse. Maybe it's a child. Maybe you're dealing with this and you have kids and you aren't fully present. You're not fully there. You're not fully actively engaging with them because you're so consumed in controlling your life and controlling your food that you can't allow yourself to love past that. I wanna honor that today because I've been there and it's real. And I felt like at the time that I was having to choose between saving myself or being in a relationship that I loved. And what's so crazy is that eating disorders 
are all-consuming. And the obsession leads to negative impacts with you and the relationships that you have with other people. So today I'm going to talk about four different ways that it impacts your relationships. And maybe you don't even realize it, but hopefully this will shed some light today. I want you to be able to learn from my mistakes. I want you to be able to shift and change the trajectory of your life because you deserve a life that you love and you deserve to love on you and you deserve to find love and you deserve to love those that love you. Number one is socially. The isolation and the distance that I found myself in and I just felt like no one understood me. My parents didn't understand me, my friends, my best friend didn't understand me, my boyfriend didn't understand me. And I constantly felt like I was pushing them away and like forcing myself in isolation. There were days where I would just stay in my room. I would try to be busy. I would go shopping by myself. Even during the recovery process, when I was trying to get better, I shut out everyone. I I felt like they were going to judge me for gaining weight. I felt like there was going to be comments. I didn't want to go out to lunch. I didn't want to be around anyone. The only people during that time that I would speak to was my therapist, my group support friends, and my coach. And I just did not want to be around anyone. I wanted to deal with it by myself. And I feel like that is so normal and so overlooked. And it's okay because you are expending so much energy in your mind from obsessive thinking. And therefore you don't even have energy to give to anyone else. It is all consuming. So I want you to acknowledge that. I want you to understand that not only are you maybe not nourishing your body enough to function normally, or if you are, you know, you have these unhealthy behaviors thus afterwards, like purging, after binging, All of these things, they can totally wreck, totally wreck your hormones. They can totally wreck your balance, your, the way that you function mentally. Okay. And so if you're feeling like you just want to be by yourself and you're feeling like you're exhausted, it's because that's true and you, and you are, but it's also because you don't have that nourishment, right? You don't have the nutrients and the nourishment that you need to be able to function normally, much less to love anyone around you or be able to give energy into those relationships. If you're feeling like no one understands you, or maybe you're feeling isolated because all the person around you wants to do is to go out with other people and be social and be at events and go to Super Bowl parties and be around food and go out for drinks. And maybe if you're in the dating space, that's a constant thing. And that's a struggle, right? When you're dealing with food controlling your life, or you're dealing with calorie restriction, you want to avoid those things. Your disordered brain wants to tell you that you're just better off by yourself and that no one understands you and it's no fault of them, but you just don't deserve to be around other people. You want to be alone. You want to be in your safe bubble. That's a red flag, friend, because that is true, true obsession around all that you were doing in this little secret. And so that was where I found myself. I constantly just wanted to have a night in. I constantly wanted to not go out to dinner. I believe probably four of the five Valentine's days that I had with this person, it was a struggle. I did not want to go out to dinner. 
I did not want to go to eat. Somehow we always ended up in like an Italian place where I felt like forced to eat or that he was watching what I was doing. And so I just constantly had this resentment. It would end in an argument. And I just wasn't loving myself. And I was so obsessed that I couldn't possibly love. And so maybe that's you. The second thing that really, 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 really this relationship impact is how it does so mentally. So I hear from a lot of clients, but also in my own story, with how your disordered brain and almost as if your disorder is a third party at the table or a third party in the relationship. For me, it was a secretive relationship for for quite a while that I wouldn't admit but I valued more than I valued any other relationship in my life. I wanted to be in a relationship with the guy that I was dating because I truly did feel that I loved him, but I didn't want to let go of that disordered eating habit or the thoughts in my brain because it just wasn't that simple for me. So I would lie. I would be deceitful. I was not only deceitful to to my partner, but I was deceitful with close family and friends. If I was questioned around food or if I was kind of backed up into a corner about why I looked like I was losing a bunch of weight, it was pure deceit to keep me safe. And so mentally it was that betrayal and that created more shame, that created more distance, that created more isolation. And so that led me into the cycle of being mentally exhausted all the time because not only was I obsessing about my own stuff, right? But I was obsessing about how to keep it hidden and excuses to try to do so. The third thing is that physical lack of energy. And so this can truly impact your relationship with other people because if you think from a sexual standpoint, right? You're not going to be wanting to participate with your spouse in any sort of intimate way. Research shows that when you restrict food, you have a dysfunction in your brain, right? And therefore a decrease of chemicals, which leads to a decrease of hormones in particular, that really truly is one of the reasons why you may not feel a desire to have that interaction or that intimacy or that sexual physical component in your relationship. Another thing when it comes to physical activity, it's not just so from a partner standpoint, but maybe like with your kids or with your friends. For me being a previous athlete, I truly just lacked so much physical energy because once again, I wasn't nourishing my body the way that I should and I wasn't loving myself to where I didn't have the desire, the motivation, the ability outside of my current exercise or outside of my current habits and rigid routines that would allow me to do anything other. So I I wasn't present. And and not only that, but I wasn't even present to want to do anything at all. So again, that impacted my mental state and it also impacted me socially. I didn't want to do anything that would exert any additional energy that I did not have. And then the final one that I try to talk about frequently with clients as well as on the podcast is just being emotionally unavailable. So we talked about socially, mentally, physically, and this is this is a biggie, emotionally unavailable your emotional state is hugely impacted in your relationship, an unhealthy relationship with food, your body, and thus onto other people in your life. I was completely checked out because so much of my time was spent around food 
and obsessing around it. And I often led to these over periods of time entrenched in depression. I was not even giving my full self to myself and I wasn't able to give any part of myself to my relationship. So over time, my relationships really started going downhill. Unfortunately, I always thought like it was the other person because I was still in that denial state, but it was truly I wasn't giving or providing anything into it. And so when I think about my marriage now, husband and I, we talk about what you water grows, right? What you put into something, the nourishment you provide to that is what you can expect to flourish from it. And I wasn't providing water to my relationships in my life because I wasn't giving myself the nourishment that it needed in order to have the energy to create really good relationships. And so I lost a lot of friendships during the time because I found myself in that isolation state. And then the guy that I was dating, while he was trying to help in so many different ways, it really pushed me away because I felt that no one understood, not even he understood. And I was completely checked out emotionally. I mean, I didn't have anything to give to him. In that entire dynamic, and maybe you see yourself in some of this as well, I truly remember being in my therapy office and one day just saying, I think I need to let him go in order to set myself free. And it was one of those moments of complete clarity in this entire journey where it was like, in order to save myself, I've got to do this by myself. And as much pain as this is going to cause, and I created so much pain for him and of course myself, I'm going to have to do it because I've got to save me before I can learn to love. I just didn't love who I was. So I was disrespectful. I wasn't giving. I wasn't nurturing. I wasn't loving. Maybe if you're a mom, you're not giving to your kids the way you should. You're not loving and nurturing them because you're consumed with your own stuff. And so this is why it's so important It's so important to get clear on what you want for you in your future. Because like me, I knew I was hurting people around me. I was impacting those relationships. But for a while, I was in that state of denial where it just was a a me thing. Like, I just wanted to be alone. I was good alone. When in reality, I was hurting those that loved me and that were trying to help support me and trying to get me out from the hole that I was digging deeper and deeper. So I want you to ask yourself to list some examples of where your unhealthy patterns in your life, your unhealthy relationship with food in your body is controlling other relationships. Do you find yourself arguing with those closest to you because they just don't get it? They don't understand. You feel judged. You feel pressured. You feel like you're backed in a corner. Honestly, I remember I had so much low self-esteem that it contributed to me not wanting to be seen. I remember not wanting to go out on a date or not wanting to even like put on normal clothes because I didn't want to be seen. I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel worthy enough. And therefore, I didn't love myself enough and I couldn't love those who loved me. Romantic dinners, they turned into arguments over food choices or they led to unhealthy behaviors afterwards because I would save up my entire day with anxiety of having to go to a dinner And instead of enjoying that moment, I was thinking about nothing else but the exercise I would have to do later or the restriction later, or maybe you have that dynamic where you binge and purge. All of that is valid because when you're in that place, there's nothing else that your mind is thinking about. 
You can't even enjoy the experience. Do you find yourself doing that? But the most important thing out of today's episode is that the most important relationship is the relationship you have with you. As Rupi Carr quotes, how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. Friend, today this is a message all about loving on you because for so long I pushed away amazing relationships in my life that didn't even stand a chance and were honestly completely suffocated because I didn't love myself enough to focus on what I deserved. When I healed me and when I had that pivotal moment, I remember I was toxic. Like I felt like I was toxic. I felt like every time I hung out with the guy I was dating or my friends, or even when I visited my parents that I was toxic. And until I felt as though I was okay inside, whole inside, I felt like everything I touched, I was leaving worse off than it was. And so that is what contributed to, I need to be good with me. I need to heal the relationship with me. And so the relationship, again, that you have with you is going to be a reflection of the relationship that you have with every single other person in your life. If you're someone today that's listening, and maybe you don't experience an unhealthy relationship with food in your body, but somebody close to you does, I encourage you to listen to episode nine, five ways to support a loved one with an eating disorder. I truly feel like that will bless your heart. And I hope that this episode today has also shed some light into how it feels to be that person that's struggling. What I want you to know is spending time out with your kids or your family, it can become super overwhelming if you live in this constant place of feeling like you want to control everything that comes into your body or trying to manage those crazy making thoughts in between your ears. The fact of the matter is, is that disordered eating behaviors, they can't survive when there's true connection. They just can't survive. And that is connection with yourself and connection with other people. So until I was ready to air out my dirty laundry, until I was ready to like pull the skeletons out of the closet and be honest and truthful, I was really just continuing to push people away further and further that were in my life. So what do you do if you want to save yourself from yourself and you also want to save the relationships that are in your life? I chunk this down to three different things. Be clear on what it is that you really want. This means that you need to communicate that with the people that you love and determine why you want it. For me, it was, I need to save myself. I need to heal myself. I need to get myself in recovery. I need to get myself to a state where I can trust myself again and love who I am again. And then if you're available to receive the love I have for you, then we can try again. But right now, this is what I have to do for me. Maybe for you, it's my why is my family. My why is that if I don't get better, I can't be better for them. And that's a pretty epic why, friend, because when you don't feel like you wanna do this for yourself, if you have something else driving your ultimate desire behind a healthier life, you're more likely to get to that desire. So really be clear and communicate what it is that you want and be mindful, number two, be mindful of what relationships that you have around you already. Is there somebody in your circle that you could talk with and share? Maybe you haven't been completely open or honest. Maybe it has still been a secret for you. 
maybe just communicating and getting some accountability and getting some understanding and getting some sympathy and getting some empathy and getting some support is what could really help your soul during this season. And number three, I want you to put yourself first. If you're like me, maybe you're last on your list and maybe it's time to consider that even though it may be hard, you deserve to be first because all of those people that are in your life around you cannot have a place in your life until you sort out who you truly are. And that has to be separate than the identity that you have created in your unhealthy relationship with food and body. I know I've shared so much today and hopefully you'll go back and listen to today's episode, but I want you to know if what you want is to have a healthy relationship with yourself and what you want is to have a healthy relationship with those in your life and you're just tired and maybe you didn't even realize that you're impacting everyone that's in your life by this awful, awful thing and this awful relationship with food. I want you to know it's totally doable. It's totally doable because I'm here talking with you now and I have a healthy relationship with my husband. My husband knows all about my prior experiences, my prior relationship with food, my prior bouts with anorexia. He knows all of it. And while sometimes it still will pop up in conversations and he'll ask me questions, it truly is to be that person to lean in and to love and to desire to understand where that person came from. And so when we met, I had to have a conversation with him at one point and just say, you know, I went through a period of my life where this is who I was and I'm not that anymore, but I need you to know that this is something I've dealt with and I'm not ashamed, but I need you to know because I need you to continue to hold me accountable. If we're going to build this life and we're going to build up a family on healthy principles, I have to let you know that A, I might not ever be able to have kids and B, I have to let you know that I've struggled with this for majority of my life just so we can start from a clean slate, just so you understand that there might be times that I need you to understand and just so I can have you to confide in during those times. Friend, today, I want you to experience that same type of healthy dynamic. And if you have an unhealthy relationship, it could be because you have an unhealthy relationship with you. Is there a relationship that you need to let go of so that you can heal you? Is there a relationship that you need to lean into so that you can get some help in healing you? Is there a relationship that you love and you don't wanna miss out on, but is being suffocated because of this awful thing that you're dealing with? If so, I encourage you today to be clear in what you want and be mindful of what you have and put yourself first so that you can put those around you first in your life as well. I hope today's episode has blessed your heart. I'm here. I want to hear all about you. I want to hear all about your struggles, your world. I have gotten so many wonderful emails from some lovely ladies recently, and I just want you to know that I see you and I am here for you. And if you're looking for a helping hand that can guide you through your journey to freedom, send me an email info at lindsaynickel.com and I will share my coaching services with you and we can get on the phone and we can chat about your journey and what you're looking forward to. 
and all of the healthy dynamics and relationships that can come out of this awful, awful thing in your life. I encourage you today to be mindful because how you love yourself is how you're teaching others to love you too. I'll talk with you soon, girl. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.